0: Hello, this is episode 285 and in it I'm kicking off a series that we're going to be running on the podcast over the next few months all about the National Construction Code. You're going to learn more about what it is, the updates and changes that have and continue to be made to it and also what you need to know about how it impacts your renovation or new build project. Now, the National Construction Code, or NCC, as I'll be referring to it as, is Australia's regulatory framework for building and renovating all kinds of projects, not just residential homes. It's a performance based code that sets out the minimum level of performance that buildings, building elements, and plumbing and drainage systems must meet in Australia. Now, I know we have loads of non Australian listeners on the Undercover Architect podcast. So, whilst the introductory episodes, this one and the next one that I'm going to be doing, are specific to the NCC's. application in Australia and the 2022 updates there's going to be loads coming in this series in the conversations I'll be having with guests uh, in the upcoming episodes that are going to be super helpful wherever you're located you know if you're keen to know more about building for thermal comfort with durability longevity and home health in mind then all of this is going to be really great information so make sure that you stay tuned and you check out the upcoming episodes wherever you're located Now, in Australia, the NCC is updated every three years. However, the latest 2022 update is one of the biggest updates so far. And I'm aware that we're recording this in, uh, um, it's August 2023, but we're still talking about NCC, NCC 2022 updates. And so far, you know, its adoption has been delayed until this year and it's also occurring Uh, differently around the country. So in this episode, what I'm going to do is share information about what the NCC is and how it works. Then I'm also going to share some of the updates made in our latest NCC 2022. I'll kick off describing some of that. And then I'm going to take you through the information that you'll be hearing about in the upcoming episodes so you can get ready. Now, if you'd like to grab a full transcript of this episode, plus information on the resources that I share, you can do that by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 285. That's the numbers 285. Now let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and I recognise the continuing connection to lands, waters, skies and communities. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to Elders both past and present. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee. Based in Northern New South Wales Australia, I'm a wife, mum and architect and I've worked in the architectural industry for over 27 years now. Having worked on over 250 projects, mainly residential family homes, as well as significantly renovating three homes of my own with my hubby, whilst our three kids were babies, toddlers and even older, I have a personal and professional understanding of the joy, challenges, stresses and excitement of making your family home a reality. In mid-2014, I started Undercover Architect and it's an online business to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building and renovating your family home. Undercover Architect is all about giving you access to the industry knowledge and insights you need to avoid the mistakes and dramas that can cost you thousands, tens of thousands, and even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's about levelling the playing field so that the world of renovating and building doesn't seem so mysterious, and you can be the active driver in your project, navigating it with know how and confidence. Undercover Architect helps and teaches homeowners through this podcast the website and our online courses and programs, including my flagship program, Home Method. I truly believe that when you know the questions to ask, the steps to take and the best way to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in, you can enjoy the process of building and renovating, as well as the home that you move into at the end of this ambitious journey. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally, whoever you're working with and whatever your location, your budget or your dreams. Grab access to my free online workshop, Your Project Plan, and learn super helpful information to save time, money and stress in your Renault or new build. You can find it at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N. Now, let's get on to the episode. Now, perhaps if you're building or renovating your home in Australia or you're planning to, you may have seen all of the conversation happening in the industry lately about the National Construction Code. And that's because its latest update, National Construction Code 2022 or NCC 2022, is one of the most significant and contentious updates that there's been in a while. And there's been a lot of opposition to it in certain sectors of the industry, not in the whole industry, just in certain sectors. Now, given that the NCC governs the minimum standard of design design and construction in Australia. It basically represents the lowest standard that the industry can dish up to its consumers, which is really all of us when it comes to the built environment. We all live amongst this and it impacts all of us. The Australian Building Codes Board is responsible for writing the standards for the NCC and also for watermark, codemark certification schemes and regulatory reform in the construction industry. And the Australian Building Codes Board acts on behalf of the Commonwealth Government. Now, even the ABCB, as they're called, they state in their documentation that the ABCB standard is intended as a set of minimum necessary provisions rather than as an exemplar of best practice, This is consistent with the role of the National Construction Code, which calls up this ABCB standard. Okay, so just remember, these are the minimum standards. They don't represent an exemplar of best practice. They're their other minimums. And even with all the hoo-ha that's been going on in the industry, I do want to say up front that in my research and in speaking with others that I respect in the industry, these latest updates in NCC 2022, they are good news. And you'll hear from many of my guests in the upcoming episodes that it's also still not enough to ensure that we have homes that perform to the needs of our climate, their durability and longevity, And also to justify the expense that homeowners are investing in them. The consensus is, though, that things are definitely moving in the right direction. And frankly, we have a lot of catching up to do. Australia's building codes and regulations are, in many ways, a long way behind the standards elsewhere in the world. And yes, there are other parts of the world that get much hotter and much colder than Australia does for most of its climatic regions. But that doesn't make our homes immune to the demands of the environment. Our homes and the regulations that guide how they're designed and built they can be better than they are and it's important that we learn from what's gone wrong in other parts of the world so that we can avoid some if not all of those mistakes so we can also avoid some if not all of the heartache and the expense that comes with those mistakes there's a saying that my kids principal uses to remind them to stay aware of the things that they're immersed in and to continue questioning it if it has to be the way that something's done and the saying is this The fish is the last one to discover the water. And I think that we've got very used to badly performing homes in Australia when it comes to their suitability to our climate. And just because we're used to living in homes that are cold in winter and warm in summer doesn't mean that we actually have to, especially for the money that we're spending on our renovation and new build projects. Now, before I jump further into this conversation, please know that in this and in the next episode, I'm going to be sharing a lot of information directly from the ABCB online resources. It'll either be cited verbatim or it'll be paraphrased. And I'll include a bunch of links in the resources so that you can check things out for yourself, especially for state and local applications. But a disclaimer up front is that I won't always be saying the ABCB website states, et cetera, et cetera, each time that I cite the website or I cite the National Construction Code. So as I said in the introduction, the National Construction Code is a performance-based code that sets out the minimum level of performance that buildings, building elements and plumbing and drainage systems must meet in Australia. And the performance requirements are the minimal levels required for safety, health, amenity, accessibility, and sustainability. Now, the National Construction Code, it changes every three years to make sure that it responds to advances in building methods and technology and changing demand from home buyers, industry demands, and even environmental change. To quote the ABCB website, The 1st of May 2023 marked the adoption of the National Construction Code NCC 2022 by the states and territories. NCC 2022 includes some of the biggest changes to the National Construction Code since the Building Codes of of Australia and the Plumbing Code of Australia were combined in 2011. So the NCC 2022 updates, they're largely in relation to new builds. However, even if you're renovating, you're gonna need to be aware of these changes because sometimes they can still impact you depending on where you live and the scope of your project. It really is a case by case standard that you need to check out. The National Construction Code is given legal effect by the states and territories of Australia and states and territories make the legislation and regulations for the legal framework and administration of the NCC in each state. So state legislation can actually override any provision of the National Construction Code. States can also stage the implementation of the new provisions in the NCC or they can decline to adopt a new provision. And so each state is actually adopting the latest updates in NCC 2022 at different levels. That's nice and confusing, isn't it? And that's been one of the biggest challenges, I think. So I'll pop a link in the resource from the ABCB website. It shows what each state is doing and the dates and what they're adopting and what they're not adopting what parts are adopting so it's really worth reviewing this to understand its impact on your specific project and timeline based on where you're located now the states also can have different ways of representing this information in their own legislation so for example queensland has its own state-based legislation that's informed by the ncc but it sits quite separate from it transition periods are also varying but for most locations the 1st of october 2023 which is super soon it's when regulations are going to be in force so I think it's going to be useful first for me to help you understand the industry and media noise around this update because it is a big update and perhaps you've been hearing a lot about it but not really sure why. So parts of the industry including some of the significant membership associations, they have spent so much time fighting the changes and campaigning the government about what to adopt and what to drop. And in my opinion, there's not been a sufficiently significant investment of time or money into educating the industry about the changes and upskilling all of us. Education has been happening, though, through many of the member organisations. As an architect, you know, there's been loads that's been available to me. And it's also a requirement now as part of my professional development to do specific education on the NCC but there's still so many in the industry that are blissfully unaware of what's involved uh, or they're simply just not getting themselves up to speed on what it means in their work and their projects. And so as a result, I think the adoption has felt super challenging and it's lacked a lot of certainty and knowledge within and beyond the industry. And parts of the industry are really strong in their suggestions that changes will incur much greater expense during construction However, there is there's equally been a lot of cases to dispute and demonstrate that that's not necessarily the case. Now, I know that many of the changes in the NCC, they actually involve aspects related to the energy efficiency of your home. So you'll come to learn across this series that we're doing that yes, if you plan to build a home that completely ignores the orientation of its site and its climate, then you will potentially incur a lot of additional expense and challenges to achieve approvals. So you can imagine for the project and volume builders, this is gonna be a big hurdle to overcome. For most of them, their business model is based on placing any home on any site as long as it fits the size of the site and the space planning needs of the owners and then figuring out what they need to do to get approvals from there. So that's going to be harder and harder to do. That actually really excites me because site-specific and climate-specific design is really great for you. It's great for your home, it's great for the built environment and it's definitely great for the planet's environment. And yes though, okay, it's going to be a big deal for that sector of the industry to change in their business models and how they deliver their projects. Now, why does the NCC keep getting updated and changing every three years? Well, it's important that the code changes over time so that building and architectural innovation is encouraged and adopted. And this way, the code can respond to changing conditions for the benefit of residents. Submissions for changes to the code can come from the industry, from government or from the community. And with each update, the changes are presented in draft form for comment before being gazetted, So NCC 2025 intentions, they're already being tabled as we, as a country, actually move towards the declared zero carbon targets for 2050. Now, how does all of this impact you as a homeowner? Well, As a homeowner who has plans to build or renovate, you need to be aware that this code exists and then you need to check with your project team that they are up to date with the NCC performance requirements and they are applying them as decisions are made in your project. And this needs to be done right from the outset, not just prior to construction. Now, before I share with you what's coming up in the future episodes and a bit more information about some of the changes, there's a couple of things that I really want to share with you first, okay? The first is this. This series is not intended to turn you into an expert on building regulations and statutory requirements for the design and build of your project as a homeowner. It's actually intended to arm you with an understanding of what's going on in the industry, the terminology to be aware of and to help you have more informed conversations with your team as well as noticing the red flags where this might be getting ignored or mistakenly understood by those that you're speaking with and working with on your project. It's so important that you let your professional team be the ones holding responsibility for the execution of your project according to the NCC and any legislation for that matter. You know, this is one of the fine lines that we always tread when gaining knowledge in any field and it's something that I do get a little bit nervous about with homeowners upskilling themselves because what I worry about is that you'll just take on all the responsibility, you'll tell your team how things need to be and ultimately you'll put yourself in a risky position. You are not insured for this. They are. They are the industry professionals who need to know this stuff. So, please don't over-own the responsibility of ensuring that this information is brought into play in your project. Now, secondly, at the time of recording these episodes, there is still a bit up in the air about what and when the updates will be adopted by various states and in what format. And so, I wanted to make all of this content as helpful as possible whilst things, you know, are still varied in their application. And so, you know the information that I'm sharing is really going to upskill you in what is impacted by the updates and what it means for your home. So what I mean by this is that instead of you take instead of taking you through all of the individual rules and regulations, which I actually think would be a bit of a snooze fest to be frank with you. The guests that we're going to speak with, they have great wisdom to share on what all of this means for your actual design, for your construction, for your product choices, for your team structure and for your overall project process. And so my hope in doing this is that it's going to arm you to holistically understand the updates and then to work with your team to understand the specific applications for your local regulations, your climate, your site, your project and then also I'm hoping that it'll help you make a call about if and when you'd like to go beyond the minimum requirements that are set out in the NCC 2022. Okay. So now we've covered that, I want to dive into some of the specific things to know about the National Construction Code and also some of the changes to be aware of. So there are actually three volumes to the National Construction Code. Volume one covers apartments, uh, commercial buildings and public buildings. Volume two sets out the requirements for class one and class 10 buildings. So these classes, are they include single dwellings and single houses, small guest boarding houses, non-habitable buildings like sheds, carports and garages, pools and pool fences and private bushfire shelters. So if you are listening to this as a residential homeowner who's wanting to build or renovate your home, this is the volume, volume two, that's going to be relevant to you because your building class is gonna be class one with class 10 possible inclusions depending on your garage or your carport or your shed. So volume two is the one that you need to be focused on. And then volume three covers plumbing and drainage performance requirements. Now, volume 1 and 2 of the National Construction Code are called the Building Code of Australia or the BCA, but the terms you'll find of BCA and NCC are often used interchangeably in the industry, but just so that you know what the difference is, that's it. And then in this series, I'm going to be talking about the NCC changes that specifically affect new home builds, which are the ones that are outlined in volume 2. Now, something to wrap your head around is that the NCC is actually what's known as a performance-based code. So, This means that there are performance requirements that are mandatory for compliance. However, there are optional pathways to achieving compliance. So this can seem weird for homeowners, I find, because many, I think, expect that there's going to be explicit black and white rules about what you can and can't do. And in many ways, there are. It's just that because it's a performance based code, it does maintain some flexibility for the industry and it allows for custom projects to find a suitable pathway through without reducing innovation and opportunity. So let's learn a little bit about the volumes and the structure. Now, one of the biggest changes to NCC 2022 is the structure. Okay, so ABCB are calling it a consistent volume structure. And it means that the clause numbers, the headings, the reference documents, even the names of certain things, they've actually changed from how the NCC has been previously written out and this consistent volume structure changes they've actually had the biggest impact on volume 2 which is the volume that deals with what you need to know about just class 1 and class 10 homes so Now the change to the structure, it's largely to bring the three volumes of the NCC in line with each other with the same clause structure so that they can be read more holistically. And as far as I'm aware as well, I believe it's also to to facilitate an easier interface between reading the PDF version and then reading it online and to be able to support it being simpler to navigate online. Now for each of the volumes, there are governing requirements, there are performance requirements and there are schedules. So to meet the code, Uh, Your plan must actually comply with both the governing and the performance requirements and then with your state variations. And the state variations are then outlined in the schedules, schedules 4 to 11 with each state's variations identified. Okay, now if you're getting lost, don't worry, we're gonna be covering a lot of this and of course there's a transcript that you can grab, but I just sort of wanna give you some context for the structure and so that you understand this a bit better. Now, there are other documents that are referred to within the NCC, they're described as referenced documents and they're listed out in the governing requirements at the beginning of each volume. So reference documents, they contain things like Australian standards, technical data, methods, data tables, technical illustrations. And an example of a reference document is the ABCB Housing Provision Standard. So, and this has been introduced for the first time for NCC 2022. It's something very new. It's actually that housing provision standard, which I'll talk more about in our next episode. It's taken a lot of what used to be inside volume two, and it's pulled it out into this separate reference document just to help things have a bit more clarity. Now, it's worth understanding, though, that the reference documents, they're not standalone. So you can't just read the housing provision standard and have it replace the NCC they all need to be read in conjunction conjunction with each other and there then it's you start with the NCC volume 2 so you refer to the housing provisions reference document when the NCC volume 2 tells you to and they're only legislated as the version that's referred to in the NCC so it's it's you know and again I'll take you through it a bit more next in the next episode but there is there's a specific pathway to reading it. Again, this is not necessarily going to be your responsibility as a homeowner. It's going to be on your team, but I always love sharing this insights with you so you can understand sort of what we're navigating. Now, where there is a difference between the NCC and any reference documents, the NCC will take precedence. Okay. So, The good news is that the National Construction Code, it's free to access. And this is what's brilliant. It can be viewed as a digital PDF. You can download the whole thing and have a look at it. Um, You can also now look at it as the online interface with all the clauses, all individually laid out and clickable. And, you know, this is where you can navigate through the clauses and link through to other documents as well. So that's, you know, fantastic to be able to do. The same goes for the housing provision reference documents. They're also available online. All of the Australian standards, though, are behind paywalls, so that's not something you can access for free. Frustrating, it is, but that's that's what it is. Just as an aside, I think that if they made the Australian standards free, it would transform the industry. If anybody with any influence is listening, if you could make them free and everybody could access them, it would be one-way ticket to up-leveling the standard of the industry. Okay, now now I've said my piece about that. (laughs) Now, the benefit of it being online is that you can access it anytime yourself. So you can see what's written about the various parts of the code as you move through. Now, because the structure of NCC 2022 is so different to the previous NCC 2019 in both the PDF and online versions, you'll actually see as you go through it that each clause in the NCC 2022 version, it has beside it, uh, it identifies the relevant clause in the 2019 version so that anyone who may have the 2019 version or may be familiar with particular clauses in the 2019 version or they're looking for the relevant version in the 2022 version, you know, it's got of that sort of earmarking through it to be able to help that out for that cross-referencing. It's actually really awesome. Now, the way that the new structure has been done has largely been to help with legibility, understanding what's mandatory, what's guidance and what's optional so that it actually spells out the pathway through it. And as I mentioned, we're going to talk more about this in the upcoming episodes so you can understand it in more detail. Let's go through what some of the upcoming episodes are going to cover so that you you can learn more about what's ahead and um, can see what you're in for. So the next episode that I'm doing, I'm going to actually dive into some of the details of the individual changes. So what has changed, what's been introduced, you know, uh, and I'm going to keep it as an overview so that you can understand the main themes of the updates and then some specific things to be aware of. It's going to be really great for you to understand the scope of the updates and just see sort of what's been introduced and changed and those kinds of things. And I think too it's going to be helpful for you to become familiar with some of the terminology and, and things to be aware of in relation to your project. And of course I'm going to focus on volume two which is the volume of the NCC that impacts class one uh, residential buildings and also class 10. Now after that episode uh, which is the next episode we're going to dive into the guest interviews that I've got coming your way. So first up we're going to be chatting to Zara Dakota from The Healthy Home. So Zara is a building biologist and her business The Healthy Home is all about empowering health and environmentally conscious home designers and builders to create environments that will enable each household member to thrive without contributing to the destruction of our environment. And I wanted to kick off with Zara so that you can understand some of the context of why these updates need to be made in our regulations generally and especially in this NCC 2022 because living in an unhealthy home has far more significant impacts than we realise and for the first time the National Construction Code is recognising and articulating the link between occupant health and the building itself and it's why we're seeing a lot of these updates which which is actually really really exciting it's improving our building health overall now after zara we're going to be talking to laura turnover from deemed to perform Uh, Based in Victoria, Laura is a VBA-registered building surveyor and is also an Australian Institute of Building Surveyors accredited member. Now, if you're not Victorian-based, surveyor is another word for certifier. So, Laura's business, Deemed to Perform, provides consultancy services to those in the residential construction industry as part of achieving building permits uh, for their projects. So, in Victoria, they're called Building Permits and Building Surveyors In other states, they're called building certifiers and either building approvals or construction certificates. Now, Laura's going to talk more about the new structure of volume two. She's going to explain the definitions and the approval pathways to us so that you can have a better understanding of what your building permit or your building approval, your construction certificate or whatever else it's called based on where you are what it's actually going to take for you to achieve it. So you can start wrapping your head around that. It's going to be really great for demystifying the process for you so that you can set up your team and their input in the best way possible. You'll also get to meet in an upcoming episode, uh, Jesse Clark, who is a leader in the industry. I was so excited to be able to get Jesse on the podcast. I've been wanting to do it for ages. I'm really looking forward to sharing his episodes with you. And especially when it comes to building science, and the movement of air, water vapour and water uh, moisture through your building envelope and how to design and build for durability and thermal performance, Jesse's got loads to share. So Jesse is the building science manager at Proclima, and Proclima operates globally in over 40 countries and is a leader in the field of development and manufacture of intelligent high performance ceiling systems for thermal insulation in constructions. Uh, so that's building wraps and all sorts of other things that help with uh, improving that in homes. So Proclima was actually established in Australia in 2010, and Jesse's going to really help you understand what the updates to NCC 2022 mean for your home, and where these these changes and updates still may fail you. Okay, and what to be aware of in uh, getting it right in your home. Now, I'm also welcoming back a friend of Undercover Architect, Jeremy Spencer, from Positive Footprints. He's coming back on the podcast. Jeremy previously joined us to talk about his and his partner's work in designing, building, and assessing low-carbon and zero-carbon homes, which they do at Positive Footprints. And he also helped us understand how to choose a sustainable builder. So if you haven't heard Jeremy on the podcast before, make sure you go and check out those episodes there, uh, episodes 232 and 233. Now Jeremy does an amazing amount of education and advocacy work in and for the industry in his role as one of the founding members of Builders Declare and as a board member at Design Matters amongst many of the other roles that he fills in the work that he does and Jeremy's going to step us through the changes regarding the seven star energy rating and the whole of home energy requirements and how to consider it for your future home. This is going to be seriously useful information for you to help you get your design and your selections right from the very outset of your project. Another amazing guest that I'm speaking to is Jessica Allen from Climashore. Based in South Australia, Jessica is the technical manager there and provides a huge amount of education and consultancy services to those in the industry who are wanting to create highly energy efficient homes and improve the performance and quality of their projects. Climashore performs a range of services, including blower door tests, woofy analyses, installation advice for ProClimber wraps, ProClimber sales and supply, plus loads more. Now, Jessica's going to help us understand the choices and the processes that you can include in your project journey to check and particularly confirm that construction is delivering your home in the same way it's been designed, especially if thermal performance, condensation management, and air tightness are important to you. And she's also going to help us learn more about why it matters to be considering these things in your design and build. I'm also speaking with Brian Guinan, who is West Australian-based Passive House Builder and owner of construction company iSmart Building Group. Brian is also a co-founder of Builders Declare and co-host of their podcast, Sustainable Builders Yak, so his voice may be familiar to those of you who listen to that podcast as well. Now, West Australia has chosen at this stage to not adopt any of the updates included in NCC 2022 they've actually extended the transition period until the 1st of May 2025. So it just means that there's a three-year transition period from when it was sort of, you know, first tabled. So it's not surprising, it's disappointing nonetheless. And if you're a West Australian, I still encourage you to listen to what we're going to be talking about because Brian shares really great insights into how he operates a business inside an environment that isn't overly supportive at a legislative level of energy efficient, thermally performing and well-built homes in the same way that other parts of the country are. And Brian has a great way of simplifying your approach with clear goals to aim for and how to consider what your project really needs for its climate wherever you're located, not just what is legislated. So I think that's going to be super helpful. Now, I'm still wrapping up episodes that we're going to be adding to the series to cover some of the other subject matter, especially the livable housing design components. They're going to need to be really well considered in the floor planning of your home from the outset. So I want to be able to bring you some information on that. I I am really looking forward to bringing this series to you and helping you understand more about these updates and what they're going to mean for your project right now and then for your project into the future. So I think this is going to really provide a great foundational understanding because I see that regulatory changes are only going to continue moving more in the direction of healthy and well-performing homes. So it's going to be really a really great base to understand and work from. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the NCC 2022 updates, they generally apply to new builds, but you do need to confirm with your team about how they're gonna apply specifically to your project based on its location and its scope overall. When they're going to apply, well, that's going to depend on the design and the approval process that's observed where you are and also what gets triggered and when. So, in most locations, you'll find it's actually the date of development consent that's the one that you need to pay attention to and that's the one that aligns with the date that the NCC comes into force. Um, Because you'll find that in most locations that date of your development consent is actually what sets in train the regulations that are going to apply from there on in from that point of view of the building approval or the building permit or the construction certificate. Now my last word for this episode is this. If you are in the design process of a new home right now, you most likely need to speak to your team ASAP to see what you need to consider and incorporate to make your project approvals possible and to not set yourself up for drama. For you to get it right, it's going to need to be reviewed as part of creating your actual design. You can't leave it until seeking your building approval and then just get it all kind of bolted on at that point you need to get the right advice, you need to surround yourself with the right team and get yourself educated about the updates to NCC 2022. So it's going to be so great to help you learn and learn and know more about the NCC 2022 updates with this series. I'm really, really excited. (laughs) I'm hoping that you are too. And please let your team and others that you know who are renovating or building listen in to this content so that they can also upskill and educate themselves. I've got a few reminders before we finish up. So as I said earlier, if you'd like a transcript of this episode, remember that you can grab a free download and I've got extra resources there for you to refer to. You can find all of that at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 285. That's the numbers 285 now if you're a like-minded industry professional i'd love to meet you and you know if you're somebody that helps homeowners renovate or build their homes and you'd really like to be uh, more connected with the undercover architect community and uh, home method members please check out the ua army it's free to join you can find out more information about it by heading to undercoverarchitect.com/forward/slash/army. forward slash army a-r-m-y i've got more information there and i would love to hear from you And of course, if you would like more structured help and guidance and to feel more confident and in control as you learn the steps from start to finish of your project journey and how to create create a great home that you love living in, then Home Method is definitely the place for you. It's my flagship online program. In it, you'll join a community of amazing and super informed homeowners on a similar journey to you, and you'll access my personalised support and guidance for your project as well. You can find out more about Home Method by heading to homemethod.com.au and also to the Undercover Architect website. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye. Just a reminder, all content on this podcast is provided by Undercover Architect for reference purposes and as general guidance. It does not take into account specific circumstances and should not be relied on in that way. You should seek independent verification or advice before relying on this content in any circumstances, including but not limited to circumstances where loss and damage may result. The views and opinions of any guests on the podcast are solely their own and may not reflect the views of Undercover Architect. Undercover Architect endeavours to publish content that is accurate at the time it is published, but does not accept responsibility for content that may or has become inaccurate over time.